Are you wandering in the wilderness? Or are you a voice in the wilderness? Welcome to the Revival Cry podcast. This is your host, Eric Miller. Isaiah 40 verse 3 says, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. The goal of this podcast is to encourage you to use the voice God has given you to make Jesus famous. Every week, we will share principles from the Word of God, interviews, and encouragement in order to strengthen your voice. Thank you for joining me today. And now here is today's podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Revival Cry. This is Eric Miller coming to you. And if you're watching by YouTube today, you see my son, Jonathan, sitting right next to me. Jonathan, thanks for being here today. It's awesome to be here. I guess you don't have a choice because uh, you're traveling with me anyway. (laughs) That's a good point. Mm -hmm. You know, Jonathan and our family, we've been in Japan now for just about a week. And our eldest daughter, as some of you may know, is moving to Japan to be a missionary. She's desired to do this for 10 years. And it's just really amazing to see how God will take your kids, you know, and use them, develop them into the purpose and plan and destiny that he has for their lives. And so while we're here in Okinawa, Japan, we're away from the rest of our family. They're in another part of the mainland Japan. And so we're here ministering at a local church called Heaven's Church. And they're just wonderful people. They have a house of prayer here. And these folks have always been such a people of intercession, of prayer, have a heart for revival, uh, for missions, and we just love their family. And so this past week, something really interesting happened while we were here because we're actually staying in Okinawa for at least 10 days. And I was supposed to speak at another church this past Sunday, but we're staying with our hosts, the Matsuda family. And she mentioned, I wish you could speak at our church tomorrow. This was that Saturday night, but I know you have to go to the other church. And I said, well, I'll be at your church next Sunday, but you know, Jonathan is here. Maybe you could have Jonathan speak at the church and she looked at me the husband and wife and said yes we would love to do that and jonathan how old are you 17 17 years old and where to why don't you tell everybody where you were born i was born in the state of delaware state of delaware and you've grown up where the philippines so you've been there your whole life Pretty much, yeah. So Jonathan was born in 2005, and it was on one of our trips back visiting the U.S., and then he's just grown up on the mission field. So to him and many of our kids, the Philippines is home. And we've often taken trips to Japan, and I see Jonathan regularly taking time with the Lord on his own, without us saying, Jonathan, read your Bible and pray every day, you know. Uh, we 
we've obviously modeled before our kids, my wife Casey and I, how they should live for Jesus and, and seek him on their own, hear his voice. But this past Sunday was really unique because when he had the opportunity to speak at the church, how did you feel about that? Uh, rather surprised. <laughs> surprised in what way? Uh, I would say that was the first time I had ever uh, been asked to speak on a Sunday. Now, have you shared testimonies before? Yes. Yeah, and how about just praying over people, maybe giving a prophetic yeah. word, things like that. So that's normal. Yeah. But you've never preached the message. Yeah, I've probably only spoken at the most 15 minutes. Got you. And until amazingly, this past weekend when he was sharing, did you feel like you had a message already? Uh, well, I had looked back on my in my uh, notebook. So just, you keep like a journal. Yeah, different things the Lord has spoken to me in the past. And as I was looking through it, the first one that came to my mind was a more recent one about the secret place of prayer. Yeah. And so I just picked that one because I didn't exactly have anything ready. Uh -huh. It was on the spot, so I just pulled that out. But that was the thing that's really anchored in your soul that you have been meditating on and something yeah. that you like to talk about, which I think was spectacular. And the funny thing is, is that the week before you were sharing at this church, what happened? You were taking a speech class, right? Yeah. Uh, really, the first few days and weeks of the class, I was extremely frustrated with it. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. Yeah. I had actually multiple times gone to mom and been like, why did you enroll me in this class? <laughs> I'm not good at it. Right. And then uh, whenever they asked me to preach on Sunday, uh, the translator needed some help. Uh, with organizing like just uh, so that she could translate it yeah without it being all um, to all over yeah, the place all yeah over the place yeah so I used the speech course that I disliked <laughs> so much to organize it on a piece of paper yeah that I could give to her <laughs> so it's like the Lord was ordaining this moment yeah you just the week before had this speech class you've had this message burning in your heart and then the opportunity comes and I love this because, you know, many of us, you know, God challenges us to do something and we don't feel qualified to do it. We may have seen other people, you know, preach or sing or share a word or evangelize or pray out loud. But yet we might be a little bit intimidated because it's not something that we would regularly do. But yet you had the courage, you had the boldness to do it. And I love how you were ready in season at the right time. And I want to encourage all of you listening or watching this by YouTube today that we have to walk with Jesus in such a way as to be in season or out of season. When we feel like it, when we don't feel like it, God wants to, God, it says in Ezekiel that God is looking for people who are standing in the gap. People who are ready for God to use them when he's looking and desiring to use their gifts, their talents, their skills, their ability. And so you were ready 
at the time that the Lord appointed for you. Let me ask you this, Jonathan, as a 17-year-old young man, a lot of young men are chasing girls and uh, all very much involved with sports and cars and different things. You like all those things, right? <laughs> very much so. But why is Jesus number one to you? Well, in short, he saved my life. Wow. Uh, uh, I was like, like all of us, we were all messed up with sin. And I didn't realize that for, of course, growing up with, with you guys, you really modeled a lot of mm. who Jesus was. Mm. So I knew about God, but I didn't know God. Like yeah. you said, right. uh, you know, sharing your testimony. And every time I heard your testimony, I would feel a conviction because it was like, do I really know God? Well, and then really that really, uh, like once I realized that, he, uh, he not only rescued me from sin, but he wants me to be free from it forever. Amen. That means like now I owe him in a way. Yeah. So anything I can do for him, I'll, I'll do because. I mean, there's only so much that we can do in comparison to what he's already done for us. Right. So. Right. And what Jesus did for us, we can never repay. Yeah. yeah. But yet what you're saying is I feel like I want to do something for God because he did something for us that was so overwhelmingly wonderful by forgiving us of our sin and, and making us holy and giving us the opportunity to be used by him. And so we have this gratitude towards God to say, Lord, here's my life. Here am I, right? Like Isaiah in Isaiah 6. Here am I, Lord, send me. And so you come to the Lord. Now, were we forcing you to become a Christian or anything like that? Were we paying you money? Were we uh, <laughs> twisting your arm? You know, were we spanking you into the kingdom? No, we weren't. No, but... We obviously were not perfect parents and none of us are perfect, but yet we always value putting Jesus first and watching you kids learn how to walk with God on your own has been spectacular. What are some of the things that you learned growing up and that you apply in your relationship, your daily routine with the Lord? What does what Jonathan's devotional life look like? Really, I think uh, some of the things I've developed, uh, of course, not every day should be exactly the same. Mm. Like there shouldn't be a pattern to my prayer time because then it's not really a devotional time. It's not me spending time with the Lord. It's me kind of doing this little ritual uh -huh. to make myself feel good for the rest of the day. But uh, most of the time it ends up me writing something down and then maybe I'll read my Bible. And if, uh, there's, with our church, we have people that we pray with. Right. We pray for uh, each day. Yep. So there's some things that I try to um, do that are a little different each right. day. Because, of course, I want relationship, not just religion. Sure. So Not just going through the motions. And it's good to have structure and your secret time with the Lord, because we kind of have a time, a location that, me, we, that we meet with God, 
And, you know, we're, there's always involved with prayer and reading the word. But what you're saying is you approach your time, your devotional time with the Lord in a way that you're expecting God to speak to you, to do something. You're not just going to him repeating prayers. You're not just going to him just asking God for the same thing for yourself. You're actually seeking his face. You're actually hungering for him. So why the title, The Secret Place of Your Message recently? I think what really drew me to that one is uh, even though there's a whole lot of, you know, uh, corporate gatherings like, okay, let's gather for prayer on this day right. or something like that. Uh, that personal praying in secret by yourself, yeah. it, like, or even just like throughout the day when no one else can, you know, maybe even see like that you're actually praying. Right. They might not see it, but doing it in secret yeah. in such a way that God gets the glory from it. Right. And kind of like that scripture in Matthew 6, 6, yeah. Jesus commanded us mm -hmm. when we pray that we should, you know, pray in secret to yeah. our Father who is unseen. Because mm -hmm. although it's important to gather together, uh, it is also important to pray by yourself. But... I'd say even going farther back, I had this dream in March 8th mm -hmm. that I was, that there was an enemy in front of me on the other side of this volleyball net looking barrier. And he had an arrow sticking out of his chest hmm. uh, because I guess I had shot him previously. And so at first I went to shoot over the net and when I did, I missed. And then I realized that I needed to get down beneath the net in order to hit him. And that's how I was able to beat the enemy. Yeah. By getting down. Wow. And so getting lower, getting lower. So that next, uh, I think evening, we went to a prayer meeting where it was just everyone would quietly be seeking the Lord. And that's what I just hearing his voice. Mm. And so I was drawn to Matthew notes, first Samuel 24 where David is hiding in a cave yeah, and he spares Saul's life. Yeah. And, um, it was like, there's just a whole lot to that chapter, but, uh, that's really what the dream wow. and the message was meant to be about, uh, getting in secret, that mm -hmm. secret relationship with God yeah. when no one is looking, Wow. no one's paying attention. No one can reward you. Yeah. It's just God sees you. Wow. Yeah. And so how has the secret place with the Lord played a role in overcoming temptation in your life? I'd say that whenever I spent less time with the Lord, I would feel much more temptation mm, to this, be thinking wow. in ways that I shouldn't be thinking or even doing things I shouldn't be think doing. And, uh, but when I had spent like even just more than just my morning time, right? maybe even take a a second just to say, mm. hey, Lord, I need help, or just stopping when no one can really pay attention and say like, oh, look, look how amazing he is at praying or something like that. Yeah. Just, you know, even throughout the day, taking those moments, uh, I found when I did that, it really helped. Yeah. And kept me from just... Those exercising your strength muscles. Yeah. Your faith muscles, I mean. Faith muscles. And, 
That's so good because like a lot of people think if I just have a devotional time and I go through the motions, I do my duty and I go to church and I can say, yes, I prayed. Yes, I read the word. We're going through it, but sometimes we don't feel like we have the breakthrough or the strength to endure hardship, temptation, or why is God not answering my prayer? But what you're saying is that the devotional time, the secret place with the Lord, is a time that we initially meet with God. It's kind of like the space shuttle taking off. It has all this explosive fire trying to lift this huge chunk of metal off of the ground because of gravity that's pulling it. And then once you get up, higher and higher and higher, you know, the space shuttle doesn't need all that fire, all that power, because now it's coasting and it's in space and it's yeah. floating and just moving around the atmosphere. And, and I think our devotional life is like that, to where we start the beginning of the day with the Lord. We have this, you know, we get out of the, I don't feel like it. I'm tired. I got a thousand things on my mind. I, I can answer Facebook messages. You know, I can uh, do all kinds of things. But when we seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, then throughout the day, all things will be added to us. And then it feels like we can not just coast against temptation, but have the power and the strength of the Lord to resist the enemy. And the Bible says that when we submit ourselves, therefore, to God, then we can resist the enemy and he'll flee from us. So it's such a powerful thing to learn for any age. I mean, here you have a 17-year-old young man who's learning how to put Jesus first in his life. And, you know, we're so proud of you for doing that. How long did you speak on Sunday? Uh, they said I spoke, uh, an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and 20 minutes. And that's with a translator. Yeah. So you spoke about an hour and then you prayed for people for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so you're giving words to people and stuff like that. I love it. Friend, don't compromise the secret place. Put Jesus first every day, time and time and time again until it becomes your new nature. <laughs> because Christ within us, the hope of glory, you know, we get born again, we become a new creation in Christ, old things pass away, behold, all things become new. But even though we're new in Christ, we have to have our minds renewed. And so the secret place is where the Word of God, the presence of God converts our mind, our soul, our emotions, our will to learn how to be submissive to God all throughout the day so that we can walk in obedience. I think that's the goal. That to me is revival. Revival is not just a bunch of meetings. It's something that God does in us that we intentionally seek his face. We love because he first loved us. So God draws us to himself. And when he when we abide in the secret place with him, he says that we could ask whatever we will and it shall be done unto us. So Jonathan, with putting the Lord first in your life and watching how he's developing you, what kind of dreams do you have? What kind of visions do you have? Uh, how do you see God using? What kind of things that you want to do as you grow up? 
Uh, I'm planning on taking the direction of engineering and using that to raise up indigenous people all over the world. So going into different communities, uh, places that might not even be touched by uh, city-like things, mm -hmm. right? and just building them up in such a way that, uh, you know, it's not just a Christian community that's struggling to survive. Yeah. They're like a thriving community. Yeah, sure. That can go out and bless other communities wow. around them. And then I can just leave and not have to worry about them. Right. Maybe even like for the rest. So they're of not them. dependent upon. Yeah. Them. Like yeah. no longer will they need me to do all of their uh, thinking. Mm -hmm. I let them be thinkers and then I leave and they can take over. Wow. So, so I, I love it because you have vision and a lot of young people don't have vision. They're busy with sports or busy with life. They're busy with, uh, online, you know, social media and all these things with their friends, but they don't have vision. And I want to encourage you parents and you young people listening that, man, you got to spend time with Jesus. Jesus gives us vision. Without vision, people's lives perish. And God's got a calling upon your life. It's not just to exist, make money and live the way you want to. But as you're hearing Jonathan, he's grateful. He spends time with God, not because we're forcing him, not because I'm saying, Jonathan, you got to spend time with Jesus. You're not doing it. I'm rebuking you. No, that's not the reason why. He's experienced the love of Jesus for himself. He doesn't bring, he doesn't go to church to get Jesus. He brings Jesus with him. He's learned how to walk with the Lord in and outside of a building a location and because of that God's giving him vision he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him and I believe God's rewarding you with vision and, and maybe he doesn't have all the details and so we've been looking at colleges things like that because you wanted to go for engineering and where are you planning to go now Messiah University Wow. Yeah. And that's located in? Williamsburg, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, yeah. yeah. I think it's Grantham, Pennsylvania. Grantham. Yeah. And so you're going to be going there for engineering. What is it about Messiah that you liked? I'd say that uh, whenever we talk to the engineering department, uh, the, the uh, teacher that we communicated with, he just really impressed me. Wow. And... Uh, one statement I remember him saying was, hey, if you ever needed a project done to, in the Philippines, you could present it to our school and we could use that as like a school project type wow. of thing. And the rest of the school, I was not exactly super impressed with, but uh, that one statement, I was like, wow, yeah, I think I'm coming This here. is why you're this here. Is <laughs> this is a fulfillment of dreams and visions. Oh, friend, I, I, you, you make Casey and I so proud. All of you kids do. And, you know, your sister Sierra, who's graduated university, now is a missionary in Japan. Abby's in the middle of university right now. We're so proud of Abby getting incredible good grades and being faithful. She's even been away from us as a family, and yet she's doing so awesome. 
and now you're getting ready to go this summer and start in August. And it's going to be a big life change. But, you know, as a parent, when I look at Jonathan's life, a life of seeking the Lord and having vision and being responsible, I trust, Casey and I both trust, that he's going to be just fine. And we live... 8,000 miles away in the Philippines. And you think, wow, that's so far, you know, we won't get to see him on weekends and stuff like some students go back home. But yet, when we teach our kids how to lean into the Lord and follow him, hear his voice for themselves, we know that they're going to make it. And we will see them. And, you know, we got uh, video chat we can do all the time and internet like in the past people didn't have. But there's a real anchor that we see that is holding down Jonathan's life. And I have such great expectations for how God's going to use you. Listen, I, I, I want to really encourage those listening today. Maybe your parents are divorced. Maybe you're listening and you're thinking, I don't have any real direction for my life. I don't have vision. Uh, I'm very undisciplined. I don't spend time with God faithfully. I'm struggling with sin. Friend, I want to encourage you that whether you're a son, daughter, a parent, or a friend of someone you know, it is so possible for Jesus to change all things in your life. All you got to do is humble yourself and say, Lord, I need to put you first. Memorize Matthew 6, 33. Allow your heart to be surrendered to God at this time of your life, right now. Don't try to fix things. Don't try and work out all the details, but surrender where you are. We've, I've seen Jonathan express to me all kinds of weaknesses. We, we hold each other accountable. You know, we, Talk about our thought life and, and, and how we can, uh, you know, keep our way pure and holy before God. We're, we hold each other accountable. And yet I'm not there all the time. And it is possible, my friend, to overcome. It is possible to live a devoted, holy life to the Lord. And to be faithful and to watch Him develop testimony in your life of what He's doing. Didn't, didn't the scripture say that he who began a good work within you will bring it to completion? Jonathan, I just want you to kind of exhort folks for a moment. What would you say to a teenager your age on why they should seek the Lord and the benefit of, of doing so? Well, uh, I'd say I, you said a lot of the real... Uh, the real things that really need to that you really need to develop as far as like you know getting having a relationship with the Lord but in short uh, first of all you got to surrender and that's where it all starts and then second you got to develop your relationship with the Lord and be intentional about it yeah you can't just you know oh my pastor is giving me this you know or like my leader is giving me this way to do everything in the morning. You shouldn't be relying on someone else for your relationship with the Lord. Uh, mm. I'd say that 
at first I was kind of just thinking in a leech perspective. Hmm. Like I'm just going to suck from the relationship with my parents <laughs> and survive off of that. Yeah. But uh, you can actually have your own inflow directly from God himself. Yeah. You can have a relationship with him and you know, you don't have to just get it from your pastor or your parents or a friend or or just so good or a missionary or whoever it is. Like that direct contact is so important to also just mm. seeing that you have a future. Yeah. Because without Jesus all we have is, okay, I'm just going to live another day to please myself. Yeah. Which we can never truly do. Right. Because people go decades trying to please themselves and they still can't find anything. That's right. But when you surrender to Jesus, it's not just about like, oh, I can finally please myself. Mm. It's This is something that is greater than just me. Yeah. And I actually love to be around Jesus. Wow. And... Of course, we can't work up this love. Mm. It was really uh, God draws all men to himself. Yeah. So it's out of his mercy that we even know Jesus. Wow. Because we had to be drawn to him. That's right. Because why would we want him otherwise? We, we didn't know him before. It's so good. So I just like, uh, really, without Jesus, I have no future. Yeah. It's all just bland. Yeah. But with Jesus, I have not only a future to look forward to, but an eternity wow. to look forward to. Wow. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. An eternity to look forward to. Friend, Jesus has stamped eternity on our hearts. And I want to encourage you to go after God today and develop that secret place with the Lord. Jonathan, thank you for sharing today, buddy. It was very powerful. Again, we're so proud of you. We love you. And I know that you have a great future ahead of you because you know that you have a great God presently among you. Amen? Amen. Thank you, folks, for listening. Remember, you can go to our website, www.revivalcry.com. Dot org. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can download our podcasts on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. God bless you. We love you. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Revival Cry with Eric Miller. Please subscribe, rate, and write a review for this podcast on iTunes cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. To find out more or partner with our missions work around the world, please visit us at revivalcry.org. I look forward to being with you next week.